This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. I'm Pastor Dan Yazel, welcoming you to Grace Notes, an outreach of North Taranaki Methodist Parish. I invite you to sit back and relax, grab a cuppa, and listen. May God surprise us and bless us in this moment. Hello and welcome to Grace Notes. Thank you for tuning in. Today we'll be hearing the 23rd Psalm the most familiar passage in all of Scripture, perhaps, as well as words from John's Gospel, where Jesus talks about belonging, and he claims that he is the good shepherd. This would appeal to some, and it would be appalling to others. Thank you again for joining, and may God bless us as we gather this day. from the Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament. These are the words from the 23rd Psalm, so often read at momentous points 
in life or celebrating a life. But hear these words now. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. sin, my cross, my shame, rising again, I bless your name. You are my all in all. Mm-hmm. When I fall down, you pick me up. And when I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my
Our New Testament lesson is from the Gospel of John. At this point, there is increasing opposition to Jesus by the religious establishment. Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead, and that raised a few eyebrows. For those in power, Jesus is becoming harder and harder to ignore. In our reading, Jesus is in the temple. The dedication celebration mentioned, that's the Hanukkah festival. Let's listen for God's word as it comes to us through John's words. At that time, the dedication, the festival of dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe, because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. Here ends our reading. Thanks and glory be to God. Will you pray with me? Dear God, help us to open our eyes and unplug our ears, to unclasp our hands, that we might see and hear and grab hold of the message you'd have us understand this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, a pastor friend of mine tells a story about someone who was interested in joining the church that she served. Now, this person was quite earnest. They came. They wanted to learn more about membership. And then he asked her a question that was amusing and irritating and stimulating all at the same time. What he asked was, Pastor, how much are the dues to belong to your church? And she was truly caught by surprise. Now, I might have said, well, how much do you have? But nobody's ever asked me that particular question, what's the cost to belong? As this pastor described the scene, she thought it was amusing to hear an earnest question that was really so far off base. You, you don't buy a membership at church like it was a health club. She also found it irritating to hear that someone considered a Christian commitment could be reduced just to the category of dues, like you could just write a check and cover it. You know, yet she said there was a, kind of a provocative question because at the heart of it was the longing to know what is it required? What, what do I need to do to belong? The assumption isn't that it's just free. The question raises the issue of what is expected of Christians. 
and that reveals the fundamental human desire to belong. I want to be part of this. And as grating as the question was, it is a question, perhaps some way we've all asked, what do I do? What must I do? God, to belong. How do I know I belong to you? Our text today speaks about dues or belonging, and John addresses how and why we believe and how we become related to something of ultimate value. The religious leaders in today's passage ask, how much longer are you going to keep us in suspense? Tell us, Jesus, plainly, say it out loud. Are you the Messiah, the Christ, God's anointed one? And giving them the benefit of the doubt, perhaps, they are asking this in good faith. They want to know, is Jesus the one to fulfill the promises of God as declared in the scriptures? If so, they want to belong to him. Now, in that one way, it is the right question, and it's a great question. And yet it is misdirected. Like, how much does it cost, or what are the dues to belong to your church? It's both right and it's wrong. It is right, for indeed, everything does revolve around the identity of Jesus. Who is this guy? Who is he? That's what matters most. If Jesus were not the Messiah, and even more than that, because no earthly title can contain his identity, if Jesus was not the one from God and of God, all those gathered, they would do better off to keep searching. You haven't found the promised one yet. So it's a right question. It's a good one in one way. But here it's wrong because it's been answered again and again. Jesus says, I told you who I was, and you do not believe. I do God's work, and you do not believe. Words and deeds have answered the question of who Jesus is. But they have not evoked faith from some of those who are before Jesus now asking for clarity. In a less charitable view, we can think of this question as part of a smokescreen, perhaps a pretense for an unwillingness or an inability to accept the answer that is already clear. Tell us plainly, they say, but Jesus is not going to take away the necessity of faith. Somehow, they've got to find a way. They've got to do the believing and to risk believing. The thing about faith is that the first, at first you leap, and then you grow wings, as Fred Craddock would say. Jesus was indeed the Messiah, and everyone there may have known that. They didn't fully understand, and they did not want to sort out what their limited understanding would lead them to. They didn't want to do the work. So they preferred to delay acting on what they'd already heard or what they already know by asking for more information. Jesus, make it plain to us. Prove it. We're never going to come to a place or a time 
when we will have God all figured out beyond any reasonable doubt. We may wish we could see things with complete clarity and complete certainty every day, but that takes faith out of the picture. There will always be questions, and like Thomas last week, there are times even huge doubts. What are the dues for me to belong? The dues expected of Christians involve the mystery of faith, living life without easy answers. That's not to say that our dues are faith, because faith is something more than a choice that we make. Like, what kind of cereal do we have in the morning? We can't just decide one day, we're going to believe in God today and make up our minds, and so it is. Our faith is a gift of grace. It's by grace that we come to faith. And it's by faith that we find wholeness and that we are saved and that we are counted as God's own. It is God who starts the seeds of faith within us. We have a role to play, certainly. It is up to us to lift our heads and to look and to hear and to follow. We are to recognize the voice, the one who calls to us, who finds a way to break through and break into our worlds and connect to us. Our due is to know that we are who we are and wonder and behold at the result of what God's already done in our lives. Our identity has been named and claimed and shaped by God's divine act for all the world. We are then to be who we are as God's beloved children, each of us and all of us. The human side of the faith act is accepting who we have become by virtue of what God has already done. We can't pay the dues because they've already been paid. Belonging to God is for all of us, and it's just free. Jesus uses images of sheep and shepherd when he talks about belonging. And I like to consider what he says in perhaps a slightly different way, naming how we belong to each other because we are in Christ and there is Christ in us. Jesus speaks of belonging and says that it's part of, part of it is knowing each other. That may mean to share the thoughts that are deep in our hearts, to speak about what motivates us, to dream out loud, to correct each other with love, to upbuild one another. With a person reaching out and the person being reached make a sense or a realization that Christ is here in our midst. Are we willing to know each other like that? Can we ask each other, how are you? And then sit down to hear the whole story, not expecting just that I'm fine and leaving it there. If someone obviously isn't fine, can we, be, can we be willing to be known more fully than we are presently? Can we let our gifts surface and shine as well as our failings? Can we look to meet the Christ that is in another and let others see the Christ in us? I know my sheep. I recognize them, says Jesus. Jesus 
also says he will give eternal life to his sheep. That is certainly everlasting life in the life beyond, but I think there's a quality and a completeness and a wholesomeness that we have as we are in Christ in this world. Jesus says, he is the good shepherd who would lay down his life for the sheep. What is the Christ in us willing to lay down or set aside to help others discover their belonging? Can we lay down old ways of being or doing things and expectations that keep others from coming and feeling like they too have a place? They too belong in a community that is seeking to hear God's face, to be that community, that fabric of faith that is all looking to find their place and to welcome all. Jesus says of those who follow that first they hear. Will we hear what the other is saying? Whether it's the cries of loneliness, the hurt, the shouts of joy, of celebration. Will we be connected to each other? And will we trust others to treat us with love and care so that we can really hear one another as we open our hearts to speak? Will we? Can we? Do we? To belong is to listen together for God's voice in a community of people trying to grow in faith. We're all part of the fold. God graces are intended for all of us, even us. We are known, we are welcomed, we belong. Thanks be to God. Amen. So that's all for today. I hope you've caught a glimpse of grace through this time. You're invited to join us for worship and fellowship Sundays at 10 a.m. at New Plymouth Methodist Church, the corner of Liardet and Powderham Street. Until next week, God's grace and peace be with you. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.